morning, beautiful people. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Good morning. I'm Babs Ross Ivy. If you're listening around nine o'clock, it's Love Babs Love Talk. How y'all doing? It's Friday. It's the weekend, babies. The weekends. And I think the weather is going to be lovely. So uh, I got this morning with something on my mind. I, 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 I'm witnessing something in real time that is just giving me a little sigh. Human nature is such that human nature is such. And, you know, this is, this is what I know. I grew up reading um, Agatha Christie books and Ellery McQueen. So I have a, a, a brain that is for deductive reasoning. <laughs> I have that mind, right? Like I'm, you know, I, I don't see what people obviously don't see. I see it and I feel it. So I just, I just got wind of something the other day that was underneath my skin a little bit. I, and, I, and I've long since given up when I know something to brush it off or ignore it, or to say, oh, I, I didn't see what I saw, or I, I'm a little crazy. I don't do that anymore. I'm, I'm older, growner. So, I, so when I see things, I, I know what they are. And then, so I, I witnessed something a couple of, a month ago, a couple of months ago. And then I can't really say what it is. I'm gonna talk all around it. I witnessed something a couple of months ago. And I knew then that it was going to be something. And I just said, hmm, maybe not. Maybe, maybe, maybe my mind is going further than, maybe my mind is going a bridge too far. And then I had a conversation with someone and it became very clear to me in that moment what is happening just what is happening and human nature is human. I mean, it's just what it is. And I, I just see it. So I'm not really, I'm just talking out loud about what I'm thinking. I can't really put any other words to it. I just know what I saw. I know what I heard. I know what is to come. Because people make the case for the things that they want to do. Anyway, I'm getting ready for Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> I'm going back to I'm going back to my personal happy place, and I think some good friends are gonna come over for the day, which would be lovely, because then we could all sit at the beach and laugh and talk and joke and be beautiful black luxury, because black is luxury. Hence my nails. Yes, I got my nails done. Let me tell you something about when you get your nails done. And I don't know if men understand this or not. But, you know, I make these, I make my nail, my, my manicure and pedicure appointment a month in advance, right? So I had already made this appointment. So that's why there wasn't any punches yesterday because I had forgot. And they were next to each other on my calendar. I saw it, but it just didn't register that yesterday was Thursday. For me, punches is Friday. Ah. Anyway, that's my own foolishness. So enough of that. Uh, I will say this. Um, Ife and I went to the vegan and bruised thing. Now they were woefully unprepared and woefully running late, but that was just fine. 
because we sat in the beer hall and I saw a high school classmate of mine. He knew who I was. I did not know who he was. It took me a minute to like to to to, to wrap my brain around because you know I'm six, almost sixty years old. I've been a lot of places, seen a lot of things, know an extraordinary amount of people, and so you know sometimes you'll see people and you don't know where they fall in your timeline. You know you know them. You just don't know where in the timeline timeline that you know them. So uh, so he remembered me, which was good. And, and then I was like, yes, 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 yes. So we chatted and chatted and brought us beers and chatted some more. Um, his wife is vegan. It's, he eats vegan, but he, you know, he gets meat and he likes meat too. Me too. So, um, so we had a good conversation catching up, reminiscing. He's reminding me of people. He told me about a couple of people who have passed in, in our, in our class time. Uh, yeah. So it's always good to run into people. I guess that's the value of a reunion, to reunite with people from a long time ago. Um, and high school seemed to be leading that charge, high school and college. But you know, I done went to high school, college, grad school. So I've got a long, vibrant timeline. But anyway, it was lovely to see you, Footy. Lovely, lovely to see you. And I'm glad that you're doing well. And honestly, you are cuter now than when you were in high school. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know if he's paying any attention to me, but this morning, but I just wanted to say that, that you, you are way more handsome now than when you were in high school. You, you look like a grown-up man. Because for a long time, I think he had, he looked like a young, he looked, he looked a young, young guy, youngster. But now he looks very mature in himself. So, so it was nice to see you footy and i think he's he's following me on love best love talk so anyway here's that um so Eva and i went to vegan and bruise it was i will tell you this there is a real desire for vegan food in the new haven hamden community you know like real vegan food um and and this little pop-up showed that they were short staffed um, they had posted up a, a help wanted ad on Facebook um, because I guess a couple of their people couldn't make it because they do this all over the country, right? They run around and they do these pop-ups. And I guess they do them at beer halls, which is a lovely thing to do because just about anything goes with beer. <laughs> and you throw in comfort food like mac and cheese and and and, and a, some chicken or beef. And it's, you know, it's all plant food. Ah, it was so good. And they had dessert, like they had cookies. It was a, there was a guy there selling um, vegan cookies. I ate mine last night on the porch. I thought I was going to die. It was so good. I was like, if I died right now, and this is the last thing that I've eaten, I would be so satisfied going to hell. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. The food was really good. So I had, we had, um, they had a, a chicken, a fried chicken thing, which was the best fried chicken plant-based thing I've ever, ever had. It was, I mean, it was, I, I, I kept asking. <laughs> I was like, are you sure? Are you sure this is not chicken? Ma'am, it's not chicken. Are you sure? Because it tastes like chicken. <laughs> 
that was so it was so good so they did um i had a chicken that i had a macaroni salad which was tasty i like you know i i tend to not like macaroni salad because especially when white folks make it because they make it with too much damn whatever and not enough whatever but this was really really good and then the baked ma- you know the macaroni and cheese was good and the collard greens, I don't know if they got some black folks somewhere back in the, in the somewhere making this, but it was really, really good. And corn. I mean, it was, it was a church plate. And for those who don't know what church plates are, you know, when you go to a black church and you go to like a dinner or a fish fry, they give you so much food. It was a lot of food. It was really, really good. And then Ife bought a, a pole boy. Uh, to take home. She ate what I ate, but she took a pole boy to get home. So I want to hear how she liked it. But it was topped with these good beers. And shout out to Kevin at uh, No Worries Brewery. (laughs) I was like, like, all right. (laughs) No, no worries. No worries. It was good. It was good. It was a nice little place. I'd go back I'd go to that that beer hall and then they were doing like trivia night, trivia stuff. That was a little annoying, you know, yelling out trivia stuff. People really just wanted to get the line was long. When we left, the line was long. When we got there, the line was building because they weren't ready because they posted on Facebook five to nine. And then it became five thirty and then it became six o'clock. Ultimately, I think it was like six fifteen or so. So, but it was good. I mean, listen, my only complaint is that they were just short of staff, but the food was good. I wish they were here on the regular because that was good. We need a bona fide vegan restaurant, not restaurants that have vegan offerings. But then Footy did tell me Colonial Diner has a, an extensive vegan menu that rivals that of, that is more than Georgie's menu. I was like, whoa. And I like going to Three Girl Vegan. I just hate driving to Guilford every time I want a little something, something. Do you know what I mean? If I When I drive to Guilford to Three Girl Vegan, I'm going to get the mother load. I'm going to just buy all the things so I don't, you know, and just stick stuff in the freezer. So, so that's, that's, that's the way to roll for me, but man, oh man, oh man, oh man, that food was good yesterday. I must say. And I, and I'm, I, I still feel like, I still feel like I didn't wake up this morning starving. I'm just saying. So if you missed it, you missed it. I don't know where they're going to be next. Um, I don't know where they're going to be next. I don't know when they are coming back. I don't know. I just know we was there. It was good. Hallelujah. <laughs> See, this is why this is why this is why it's very hard for me to lose weight. You know why? Because I like to eat. I, and I'm acknowledging that I like to eat. I like to eat. And I like, you know, I'm a, I'm a girl for all kinds of pleasure, right? And uh, food and drink and music. And, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't I don't have no kink. Like, there's nothing. I have no sense of kink. You know, I'm not going to nobody's back room, being strapped up and whipped with chains and stuff. That's that is not my idea of pleasure. 
My idea of pleasure is being in a really nice space with soft surroundings, lovely music, good food, good drink, good people, and wonderful uh, uh, climate. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very basic about my pleasures. <laughs> I am very basic, very, very basic. I'm just telling you. So uh, that's how I am. I, I'm not with a whole lot of this other stuff that people like to get into. Uh, pain is not my thing. I, I don't find nothing good about pain. I don't know. Uh, no. I like pleasure. I like soft fabrics. I like soft colors. I like um, you know, even my, I mean, I'm particular about my towels. That's, that's to the extent of my pleasure. I, I'm particular about my sheets. I'm particular about my towels, my, you know, my linens for the bathroom. I'm particular about that. I'm particular about the rugs, you know, and my house at some point will reflect my, the love that I have for things. Once I can move things, because right now I'm just in a storage shed. <laughs> I don't know what else to do. So uh, I'm going to have the sectional move and uh, make some space and put up some real drapes. That's what I'm going to do because I have paper shades up because when I got in here, I put paper shades up, which were fine. But now, you know, they're a little now they're looking a little, you know, poverty. <laughs> you ever go by these places where the shades are all raggedy? Poverty. That's how you that's what you uh, uh you, you associate poverty with. I, listen, I could be wrong. Say I'm wrong. I don't care. I'm just telling you what I know and how I feel when I see this stuff. I think poverty. And so, so it's looking a little run down. So I have to, I have to fix that. And, and I will. This is, this is my, my plan. So this is my plan. When, uh, as soon as uh, I get back from the vineyard, my priority would be to get my space. And I, you know, I know how to do things. I just have been reluctant to do it because I've been running the streets and doing all kinds of other things, but I really need to uh, make my space, um, my space again. And that's what I'm going to do. You know, the porch, it reflects how I like to live. It really does reflect how I like comfortable chairs, eclectic taste, you know, I, I, that's how I like to live. And so my inside has to look like that. So I'm, I'm going to make some real inroads. Um, so when I turn 60 next year, I'll be closer to the vision for this space than I have ever been. You know, that's, that's what I want. So, but anyway, um, what, are, what are the plans for today? Uh, the weather's going to be nice. So I don't really know. I don't know of any events that's going on that I need to uh, be at. Uh, at 10.15, I'm going to have the uh, the uh, Broken Umbrella folks, the improv folks, you know, Lou Mangini and his crowd. They're coming on at 10.15 to talk about uh, their show that they do at the Stack. Um, they're doing at the Stack on Saturday night, I think, at 8 o'clock. I think it's Saturday night. Yes, I think it's Saturday night. Oh, Lord. They'll tell me if it's wrong. It could, it could either be tonight or Saturday night, one of these nights. It's this weekend. How about that? And, uh, and I'm looking forward to uh, talking to them. So, 
because they're funny. I went to their show and it was so unbelievably funny. It was funny, funny, funny. So uh, I'm going to go check them out. And uh, they're going to be on the show. And we're going to talk about the nature of improv and what they do and why they do it and, and, and that kind of stuff and all the planning that goes into it. So I, I'm looking forward to them. They're very funny people. <laughs> They're very funny people. And uh, I didn't get a chance to see uh, the Northern Lights. I believe you could see them last night in the Northeast. So I don't know if anybody saw them. You know, I don't know how far up north you had to be, but uh, I, 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 I didn't drive around to go look for them. I should have, but I didn't. So, so I'm waiting to see if anybody posts them, if they saw anything. Uh, that would be lovely um, if they did, because either you have to go to Alaska or, uh, you know, some Nordic country to see uh, I've got to catch up I don't know if people are watching the Sandman on Netflix I watched the first four episodes and then I it, it got away from me so I'm a, maybe tonight I'll catch up a couple of episodes or early tomorrow morning I'll catch a couple of episodes and then I'll and then I'll do it all then I'll catch up and then because I hear they drop two bonus episodes which I'm like baby you know and then Game of Thrones House of the Dragon is coming I don't know if I want to invest my time. Although I did love Game of Thrones with all its misogynistic crap and with all their stare to all of it. I want to, um, I want to watch it because I, I enjoyed it. I'm not going to read the books because that as much as I like fantasy and I do, I'm not going to read those books because there's too many of them. I'm too far behind. So I don't, I'm not going to do it. What I will do, though, is read, I've got a couple of Black fantasy books that I need to uh, to get with. You know, I read Children of Blood and Bone. Bone. Now I got to read the one about vengeance and whatever. So I got to read this, that second part. And I know there's a movie coming of some sort. So, so I got to catch it. So that's my, that's my reading. And then, oh, 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 oh. and then the Yale Access to Law program which I know is going to be a ton of reading because they're trying to get you ready to take the LSAT and get you ready for law school. So, so I, I'm creating a whole plan how to address that and get ready for that. That's why I'm so hell-bent on you know, making the space better for myself so that I could get right to it, you know, so I could get right to it so that I can, I remember, <laughs> I have some recollection of being a student. <laughs> I have some recollection. So I'm going to tap into that recollection and, and try to be really ahead of this curve. You know, I was one of these students, I learned early on in college to get my damn work done. Although I, you know, looking at my college transcripts, um, I, I was woefully unprepared for college, woefully unprepared. And, and I did well because I had the will to do well. But had I had some preparatory um, foundation, I would have excelled. 
I think I, I, you know, looking at my transcripts, I mean, I, there was just things I just had no awareness of, you know. I, mean, I went to a vocational technical high school, which is fine. But, you know, the counselors did not want me to go to college. You know, I told, I told the story. I said I wanted, to, I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to go into medicine. And, and the lunch ladies were like, oh, that's just ridiculous, you know. And then it just transferred all the way up to the guidance counselor who were like, mm, I don't, I don't, I don't see medicine in your future. I don't see you handling that kind of work. This is a Votech. You have a trade, you know, just stick with your trade. You don't need to go to college. So I went home and I told my mother, I was so mad. I mean, I was mad. And so I went home to my mother and my mother got on the bus the next day and came to that school. And she said, let me tell you something. She's going to college, whether you help her or not. That is the plan. So I, I, if you're going to be a barrier, uh, find me another guidance counselor that will work with us to help us get through this process. You know, and sure enough, we got another guidance counselor. I think there was like three in the school at the time. Uh, but they were reluctant to do it. Um, so I had other people to help me fill out my applications and apply for financial. I mean, it was it really sh shouldn't have been that hard. Uh, it was a it was a real barrier. It was a real barrier. So anyway, looking at my transcripts, I thought mm, if I would have had if I would have had um, just some co collegiate support, you know, some collegiate preparation, it would have made the academic part better for me. It just would have been better. Um, I just wasn't prepared for rigorous study. I mean, I threw myself into it, you know, but I just, I, 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 it was just hard. And so, and I wish people would stop. Then just because you go to a vocational tech school, at some point you might want to go to college, even if it's in the thing you're studying at a vocational tech. Like every high school should have some college preparatory component to it. Even if kids are not going to college, it's, it's a good thing to be prepared for rigorous study. Just, you know, I should have really went into education because I could have just slapped some heads around. And really, you should, you should really be doing college preparatory work in the eighth grade, particularly, particularly around math and English. You know, that's, that's the biggest deal. You know, um, that's the biggest deal. And, and if you could if you could do some stuff around that and get kids prepared, you know, I think it would be better. But anyway, so so when I got to grad school, I was I was prepared for rigorous study and, and I and I, I and it was I was grateful in those days to have a, a commute to New York. I commuted to New York every day for school. But let me tell you what it did for me, because I could take my books. I had my books with me. And I, you know, cell phones weren't, you didn't use your cell phone for news or information. You just used it for a damn phone. <laughs> you know, it was none of that other, it wasn't all the fancy stuff we could do with a phone. Now you can watch a whole movie, three or four movies on your phone. Uh, so, so I had a CD player and a CD case. So I would, I would pack my books, pack snacks, pick out a couple of CDs that I want to listen to on a train. And I would take that two hour ride in and listen, I mean, listen to music and read my, my books. I was a public, public administration major and a geopolitical science major. It was good.
so that's so I, that's how I got to study. And when I, I was married, so my my then husband uh, edited all my paper, my work, my my papers, and uh, uh, it was good. So I remember when my mother had passed halfway through my program, and I had a paper done, and I was, you know, I was grief stricken, I was tired. So I wrote I wrote a paper, and I I must have plagiarized because when I got to class, the teacher he wanted to talk to me. And I was like, well, I have a train to catch. And then he started yelling at me in the middle of the class. You cannot just take people's work as your own. I was like, sir, I don't even know what you are talking about. He's like, you, he showed me my paper. He had written it up. He's like, you, you didn't attribute it to the person. You didn't attribute the author of this. I was just standing there looking at him like, I'm sorry. I said, can I, can I do it over? I didn't even tell him my mother had died. And I'm, I'm trying to, you know, we were... I didn't even tell, I just, he just yelled at me and was screaming at me like I was stupid. And I, I just was like, I'm sorry. He's like, I'm going to give you another chance to do it over. But somebody finally told him what had happened. And he kind of half-assed apologized. He's like, oh, I, well, I understand. He said it really wasn't. Then he tried to talk to me a little softer when he saw me the next time. Like, you know, uh, attribution to uh, to somebody's work is very important. Blah blah blah. He's like, but I understand. You know, losing your mother is a is a horrible, terrible thing, and you're in the middle of this rigorous program. He's like, so I I I'm sorry. I mean, I I didn't I don't I don't really believe he was sorry. I think he was just sorry that he made such a big fool of himself. But I don't think he was sorry for berating me. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I redid it and it was fine. And I ended up getting an A minus on the damn thing. So there's that. There's that. So that, so, uh, yeah. So it just took, it just took a, it just took a lot. So I know this thing is going to be work. <laughs> but I'm, you know, I'm built for hard things. So, so <laughs> I don't worry too much about it. I'll be all right. I'll be all right. I'll be all right. I hope. You know, that's the, I think that's the only thing that I'm really nervous about. It's just the rigorousness of staying on top of the, the, the work. You know, um, I have a fine mind, I think, just to stay on top of the work and to absorb it in a way that I can put it back out there in a fashion that says I learned it. <laughs> but I did art in. Arden isn't got into the class, into the program. So uh, uh, so she's going to be in it. I'm going to be in it. I don't know who else is going to be in it because they just asked for our bios. Um, so we'll see how this all rolls out. You know, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it all rolls out, baby. So uh, I'll, I'm going to take my picture like the first day of school. <laughs> Have my little book bag. <laughs> I'll be ready. I'm going to be ready. But I got to get ready first. So I have to get ready so that I don't ever have to get ready again. So that's what I'm going to do. So, so when I come back from Martha's Vineyard, and I need Martha's Vineyard because I need to settle my brain. And I need to settle my voice a little bit. Like, shut up. <laughs> I just need to shut up for a week, you know, and, and that's what I'm going to do. So I can come back richer and deeper and stronger and uh, ready to have more conversations with people. 
you know, I'm ready to have more conversation. So we'll do that. And, uh, but, you know, a break is a break. Everybody needs a break. And Americans, we have this, we have this mindset that our worth is tied to working all the time, that if we're not productive every single moment of every day, that we're worthless. And I don't want that to be my life anymore. So I'm going to take this time and, and really relax and, uh, and, and try really work hard at not doing board business and all the things, you know, like just let things sit for a week and then come back and be like, okay, let's get it. Let's get it on. Let's get it on and popping. And I'll be ready to like get it on and popping. But until that time, I'm going to take a break and relax and walk to the beach and walk back from the beach and walk through town and walk from town into town. That's what I do. And that summer, you know, I sat on the porch last night. It felt so good. I was sitting there and I was fully aware that I was sitting on the porch and feeling the breeze. I was conscious in it. I was deliberately savoring the coolness of the evening. I love when I'm able to do that, you know. And I have a book that I need to start reading and I'm dragging my feet about it. So I think it might have to be, I think I might have to drop it and bring the one that I'm going to bring to the vineyard, to the vineyard. Or maybe I bring them both. Let's see what happens. Maybe I bring them both. They're both romance books so, or, you know, chick lit kind of stuff, you know, because I, I feel like I need some lighter read on my brain before I get into the heavier read getting prepared for, you know, reasoning and, you know, all the, the things. <laughs> so I, so I, have to, I have to get ready. I, have to, I just have to cool my brain. That's all. And the best way to do that is to read, like, really cool chick lick stuff. So that's what I'm going to do. So feel free to dive in with me, people. Tell me what you're reading. I know people have suggested books to me because I put my I had placed my my reading stack up and uh and Marquisha said you that's a that's a that's a prescription for sadness <laughs> I was like I was like oh my gosh oh my gosh and I looked at it too I was like you know what yeah I need to I need to lighten this load a little bit because I'm going to go from one thing to the next, you know, one heavy hitting thing to the next heavy, heavy, heavy hitting thing. And I'll just be in heavy hitting reading hell. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to shut that down. I'm going to pick up something else. Oh, hey, Phil Brown. Good morning. Thanks for listening in. I appreciate you for listening. And where are you playing these days? Phil Brown is listening, watching something. And say hi to uh, Amoy. <coughs> I hope she is well. I hope you all are enjoying the summer. Uh, I'm good. I, you know, I, I love summer. So I, I want the next part of my life, all I want to do is chase summer. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I want to do. So, uh, uh, I, I want to live in warm climates. If I want winter, I'll go to Vail or something. You know what I mean? Like I'll go to some place where I could stay for like a day. 
I really feel like I want some snow, I'll come back to Connecticut for a week. <sighs> Such is life. Say la vie. I will tell you, I've realized, and I was having this conversation with, who was I having this conversation with? I need a new bed. I need a new mattress. That's that's what it is. I need a new mattress. I was talking about this with somebody. Oh, with uh, the woman who does my nails, Sammy. <laughs> she, we were on the same wavelength. She said, I need a new mattress. I said, girl, I need a new mattress. You know, I've been in these hotels, running to hotel to hotel since like Thanksgiving, right? And and I and I say to Marquisha, you failed the time. Man, that was a good night's sleep. That damn mattress was good. And then I come home and sleep in my bed, and I'm like, oh my God, it feels like I, I worked in the coal mines. <laughs> and then I started thinking, how old is my mat? Like, I think my mattress is old. My mattress is as old as my as if I was still married. So I would have been married 25 years. So that mattress is at its, it's at its at its end. So I need to, uh, I need a new mattress. I think we should get a, a, a Paul, we should get a, a mattress sponsor so I can get a new mattress because I need a new mattress. And you know, mattresses are like cars, expensive. You cannot get a cheap mat. You get a cheap mattress, you get a cheap mattress. I need a new mattress and, and I don't have any money to buy a new mattress. That's the thing. That's the thing that bothers me about poverty. <laughs> I always have to, it's always a negotiation for everything. <laughs> I can't just walk in the store and buy a mattress. I have to like, oh, okay. If I put this amount of money away for this amount of time, I'll be able to buy a mattress. Right? It's that kind of stuff. I can't, I can't stand it. That's the thing about poverty, though. When you have to, when you have to low end. And listen, when I say this, people, I am not being facetious. I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm not trying to make light. I'm not trying to make funny. I am the working poor. I, I absolutely am the working poor. So when I say, I, it would, it would be my joy to walk into a store and buy a mattress outright. I, I mean it. I'm not playing. <laughs> I, I don't have it. I do not have the money to walk into a mattress place and just buy a mattress. I have to plan. I, and, it, and it'll probably take me a few months to like make it work. You know, like as I'm going to Marrakesh for my 60th birthday, I started planning this in February, January. We started planning it because I, I, I know <laughs> I can't throw this kind of money out of my pocket like that. It has to be over a period of time. That's how I get to do all the things that I do when I want to travel. I have to, I, I keep a little travel fund. So I just keep putting into it. So when my girlfriend say, let's go do this. I was like, okay, okay, I could do it. Otherwise I wouldn't be able to do a damn thing. So that's what I mean. And listen, listen, I, I know there are people who are worse off than me. There's always somebody worse off than anybody. So don't remind me. I know, I know about that, but I'm just saying in my situation, I just wish I could walk in to a store and buy a mattress and have it delivered outright. Do you know what I mean? And I, and I will be able to do that in a few months because I'm going to save some money for it. That's it. I just wish I could do it today. I can't do it today, but I will do it. So I need a new mattress. <laughs> I need a new mattress and pillows. 
I love buying new pillows. I'll go get new pillows. I could do that. I could just go ahead and start buying pillows, but I need a new mattress because I realize it really is the mattress that is really giving me the aches and pains. And I, and I, I realize that from coming just, it's solidified for me over the weekend in the vineyard when I was sleeping in different beds and, and I would get up and I'm like, wow, I don't, nothing hurts. <laughs> you know, nothing, nothing hurts. And I, believe me, my bed that I have now, I've built it, right? Like I, I've, it's, it's got micro, it's got all the foam and it's got overlays. And I used to have a feather bed. I got rid of the feather bed. I had all the, th- it has all the things. So, you know, so I, I tried to keep it, you know, as, as nice as I possibly can. But it's just, it's just one of those things. Mattresses have a lifespan. That's just it. It has a lifespan. And mine is at the end of its life. Bless his heart. So uh, I'm going to have to get me a new bed. I'm going to get me one by, uh, by my birthday, I think. So I can sleep on a nice bed uh, for my birthday. <laughs> Going into my going into my sixties, I, I think I want a little lux, luxury sleeping. So I'm gonna find me the best possible bed that money could buy, and uh, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try. That's it. So new bed. Ho 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 ho! I got. I already have nice sheets. I just need a new bed. So. So, yeah, so anybody that is buying a new bed, tell me what you're getting. Tell me why you're getting it as I start to do the research of what makes sense for me. You know, I, 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 I lean toward a somewhat firm mattress. You know, I, I lean toward that because I like to build all these things on top of the mattress. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just don't sleep on the mattress. I put, you know, the microfiber thing you know, the foam match. I put all the things on it because I like it to be luxurious, you know? Uh, so, so I, I like to build up all the things. <laughs> Just say it. So whatever y'all are buying out there, let me know. Drop it in the chat. Or let me know. Send me a message or DM me. Tell me what you're buying. Tell me what mattress you like, you know? And, and give me the price point of what you're willing to pay. I think a thousand dollars is about where I'm going to be, right? I I don't I can't imagine it'll be more than that, you know. I, I just can't imagine it. Uh, but I I need a I need a new mattress and a box spring. I need all the things. So I'm gonna see. I'm gonna start looking. I'm gonna start doing the research. You know who likes what, what makes sense. You know, and there's a lot of different kind of mattresses out there. And, uh, you know, the chiropractic people like the coils. and But, you know, there's this whole thing with the memory foam and the layers of memory foam and the cooling foam and the this, that, and the other. So, so we'll see what makes sense. You know, the beds that come in the, you know, shrink wrap and then you open it up and they go, you know, it blows itself up. You know what I mean? So, I mean, there's all kinds of things. They, they have made great strides in technology. Maybe I'll give me a mattress a chiropractor on the show and talk about the importance of a good mattress and what you need to look for. You know, what cradles your hips and your head, your shoulders, 
uh, what kind of a sleeper you are. I am a I am a side sleeper. I, I'm I sleep I sleep on either either side of my body. I'm a side sleeper. You know, I can lay on my back for long periods of time, uh, but that's not my preference to sleep. My preference for sleep is on my right side or my left side. I'm a side sleeper. And I don't like sleeping on my stomach at all. One, because I have breast and a fat tummy. So I just feel like I'm tottering. <laughs> I feel like a seesaw. <laughs> I feel like a seesaw, you know, because I'm portly, right? So, so I don't know any portly people who like to sleep on their tummy because you just feel like you're wobbling. I just don't like it. You know, I'm just being ridiculous, but I don't like sleeping on my stomach. I prefer my side, you know, uh, left or right, doesn't matter. Mostly, mostly right, but I sleep on my sides. So, so I need a bed that sort of addresses that, speaks to that, you know, conforms to that. I just learned enough already about what kind of mattress you need, you know, and there's a lot of mattresses out there and they're hard to, and the, some of the, some of the companies that make the most mattresses make 50 million different kinds of mattresses. Like, how are you supposed to, and, you know, going into these stores and jumping on a bed, it's just not my idea of trying to figure that out. I just going to read and see what consumers say and what they like and, who's shopping where, what's a good place, what's a good price, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, they'll come and they'll, because that's what I did when my kids bought my washing machine and dryer. I sort of researched what I wanted. I said, well, this is what I want. Because they were like, mom, we want to get you a washing machine and dryer for Christmas. I was like, okay. And, uh, and I said, but this is what I want. Because I, based on what I read, this makes sense. And so um, they got me what I wanted. I love it because I, I don't want to go to the laundromat. So and I'm so happy that this apartment has a whole little room for a washing machine and dryer right off the kitchen. Like I don't have to go in nobody's basement or in the hallway or any of that. Just, okay. It's right there. I see it. I'm looking at it. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I got me, I got some laundry to do. So, uh, so I'm going to, uh, I'll keep y'all posted on the bed hunt. <sighs> And where the hell I could go for what, you know, and what I want to pay. I have an idea, but we'll see. We shall see. Because I think, I think, I think the bed that I have now, no, I want to say I bought it from QVC. I want to say 25 years ago, I bought this bed. I think this is the bed I bought from QVC. I think, I don't remember how I got this bed. I, I think it's a QVC bed. You know, like a beauty rest or something like that. It was a king size beauty rest. And the mattress is in good shape. It's not worn out. It's not stained. Because I cover it and kept it, you know, built stuff on top of it. You know, for years and years and years and years, I had a feather bed, a couple of feather beds. Because I, I love the luxury of a feather bed, you know. But I don't want a feather bed mattress. Do you know what I mean? Because I need something stable underneath it. I don't want to feel like I'm perpetually falling. You know, but but they're nice and fluffy. Um, they're cool in the summer and warm in the winter because feathers, birds, you know. I know, I know. Don't, don't, don't. The birds, the birds need their feathers. Don't grow birds for feathers. But now you could find feather beds with feathers that they only use that birds shed. So you're not taking feathers off birds. 
they shed their feathers. I don't know how long that takes and how many birds you have to have. I'm just telling you. <laughs> That's all a lie. <laughs> they're plucking the birds and telling you they're f- falling out. But um, you got to take a mortgage these days to uh, buy a bed. I, I know, Harry. That's what I'm saying. Because I'm with you. Karen and I have been talking about this week that we need a new bed. But the bed that we're laying on costs us $6,000. Oh! Harry, right. I, I, I'm not buying a $6,000 bed. Oh, it's the sleep number. Oh, bed. you got that bed. Yeah. So, I don't need that because I would never use it. So no, so it's just I'm I'm done with it because it's like I need it firm for my knees. Right? If the bed is not firm, my knees pop out of place at night. Mm-hmm. But if it's firm, my back hurts. Mm. <laughs> so it's like throughout the night, I'm it sounds like a freaking industrial plant in my room at night, you know, so, and I wake Karen up, but yeah, I'm ready for another, for a different bed. Um, and I know it's going to cost me, but I'm going to have to, you know, <coughs> go I can't go over, I can't go over a thousand dollars. It's like a, a student loan. Yes. I can't do it. <laughs> You're paying for your mattress for oh seven, seven years. For seven years. <laughs> mattress is an investment yeah <laughs> i was like no i don't i don't so i'm looking i'm starting to look now harry because i realized i was like you don't realize how your sleep your quality of your sleep is determined by what you sleep on mm-hmm. i never used to understand that until just recently and your whole um your health Depends yes. on how much you sleep, how comfortable you <coughs> So it, it ends up, you know, it's it's a real thing. If you're not getting, you know, at least five to six hours of REM sleep at night, you're doing a disservice to your body. Yes, we know. I because so, I, I have that problem. Yeah. I don't I don't see it as a problem, but lately I've been getting some good sleep. So I don't know what is happening. I think my body is starting to understand that. And uh, but even when I get good sleep, I wake up like I got run over. My my everything hurts, and I I blame the bed too because when I go on vacation and you sleep in those beds, you're like, yeah. whoa! I'm like, wait a minute, what mattress is this? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I got I got to find. And I want to downsize also. What do you want? A queen bed? Yeah. We we have the split king. Yeah. So that we're both able to control each side. Yeah. I think I'm just gonna go with a queen. Yeah, but you're gonna lose some inches. Yeah, but I mean you're not you're not gonna like it. I don't know, because Karen and I feel like we're on opposite sides of the island sometimes, you know. Oh, all right. So well, huge. Man. Okay. Then then queen it is. I, you know, actually, I was thinking about a queen bed too, Harry. Yeah. I think my next bed is going to be a queen. I, because I think the queen is big too. So, yeah, you know. I mean, well, usually when we go 
on vacation, we, we get a queen. We ask for queen and it's perfectly fine. I mean, I, I got a king bed because my husband and I, um, I, I, I personally don't like people touching me. <laughs> and I like space. I like air movement. <laughs> so, so it worked out pretty good. But now I'm thinking it's just me. I don't really need a king size bed. I could just, yeah, but then I got all these great sheets. What I'm going to do with all these great sheets. So I don't know. Thinking about it. Yeah, Karen be like, How, why are you so far in bed? I can't even find you last night. And I'm like, well, she's like, at least throw your leg on this side of the bed. <laughs> so, so it's like, yeah, maybe we're, we're due for a smaller bed. That might work then. If, if, that, if you're feeling like y'all need to be a little closer at night, yeah. maybe a queen bed is the way to go. The only or how about this? Slide the hell closer. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It, we try that. Well, I try that, but then I end up sleeping sideways. You know, so I end up on the corner of my bed with my body angled, you know. So, but the thing is, is that the only problem is, is that she doesn't really use her adjustable you know, functions on her side of the bed, but I use mine. Okay. So getting one bed, I might have to get a split queen. Okay. Which costs more. So. Well, I, I'm not spending $6,000, so you can know that. Yeah, I, that's not my goal either this time. I thought this would be the, the bed that lasts me forever. You know, and no. I'm done with the because it's it's basically an air bed, Babs. These sleep numbers, <laughs> a very expensive, a very expensive air bed. No, so yeah, I, I'm gonna go hunting because I think the bed I have here, I think I ordered it from QVC when we were married. Yeah, I think because you know they delivered it and I could pay over time. It was like $800 or something like that. It wasn't expensive. So. Yeah, hmm. I guess if I get something, you know, for $3,000, i will be happy. Oh, my God. I'm not paying that either. <laughs> because this one has to be, the, that's it. This is the bed. I mean, I've hmm. spent, I've spent. I could have bought three cars with the amount of money I've spent on my beds. Oh, God. Yes, you should have. I you can't. Know. Nope. No. First of all, I can't do it. So that's, there's that. Well, you know, I take out mortgages on my, <laughs> on my bed systems. <laughs> no, no, I'm not doing that either. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not doing that either. Shoot. I was like, okay, all right. So, yeah, so the great mattress hunt begins. I'll keep you posted on how I make out. You know, you it's keep funny. Keep posted how you make out. It's funny. Um, yesterday I was watching um, TikTok. And, well, I got sent a TikTok, and then it came, a commercial came up for, um, for Big Fig. Big Fig. Saw that bed, Harry. Yeah. Is that a gimmick or is that a real? Is have you read any reviews on it? Well, I went to the site. It's a real bed. It's it's for plus size people, you know. So, especially 
couples, plus size couples. You know, so I I don't know if if that means it's comfortable or the or that it just holds three thousand pounds. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I saw it too. I saw it too. I saw it too. But I I gotta read some reviews. Like I gotta like yeah. go to Consumer Reports or something and see because you know sometimes. They could just say whatever, and it's a hustle. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it plays to your emotional, you know, are, are you exploiting fat people by saying, this is a bed for you? Yeah. When actually it's just a regular damn bed. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, well, well you know, I remember buying a Tempur-Pedic bed, which, you know, it was supposed to hold your weight. Now, I've never weighed a 1,000 pounds, right? So it's like... I didn't get so after like a month, there was a hole. Every time I got up, there was a hole in the bed that never filled back up, you know, because the temper peeding is supposed to just come back. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it's impossible that you, it's impossible what you're saying. So I they had to actually I, I was harassing them so much that they actually came out to my house to look at the bed. And then they ended up sending me a replacement and the same thing happened and i was like nope just send me my money back i couldn't do it but they say you know this never happens but it happened twice with me <laughs> Harry, you're like you're like i don't know what you're like a dark cloud <laughs> i'm like this, this whole <laughs> i'm telling you it was like a crater every time i left it and then oh it was so God. hard to get out the hole but <laughs> It was like, how the hell am I supposed to get out of this bed? Oh, my God. And then forget, you know, and then forget having uh, sexual relations on the bed where your knees sink into quicksand. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you people are trying to kill me here. Oh, my God. Help, help, help. Where are you? I'm in the crater. <laughs> what are you doing down there? I, I'm trying to sleep. I just. <laughs> I, oh my god! It was crazy, but yeah. So, but you, but you should go and try the beds, beds. Is that what I? I but Harry, can you really try these beds? Yeah, Fifty million people to. try these beds. You have to go and try it. Especially so they're already now. broken in, right? Because people have been trying them. You know what? What's that? Um. That place you're listening to Love Bass Love Talk on WNHH LP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. What's that place on Long Wharf? Oh, um, Jordan's. Okay, Jordan's. They have the whole um they they grade your sleeve, they they put you into different beds and they give you a sheet of what's your perfect bed. Now mm-hmm. they're expensive like crazy. See. But if you but if you could take, you know how you, like, you go to your dealer, yeah, <laughs> and, and you and you for your car dealer, and they go, well, you need all these repairs. How much is it? Gonna- <coughs> oh, it's gonna cost you thirty five hundred dollars. You go, can you print that sheet out? And then you go shop it to other mechanics. Yeah. So that's why you got to do with the bed. You go to Jordan's, get your little report, and, and then go at- shop for the bed. Go shop for the bed. Go, cause look at the bed, the labels and everything. And then you just go to mattress firm or something like that. Oh, by the way, that 
they're going to be having the Labor Day mattress sales coming up soon. So, okay. So you, right. got, you got to, yeah, do, do your due diligence on, I gotta... <laughs> on mattresses like you would with a car. <laughs> I'm here to test drive a mattress, please. <laughs> yeah. I want to start a little bit better than a compact. I want a mid-size. (laughs) Luxury, if you have it. Let's see what we're working with. Oh, my God. And it's so difficult for me because Karen likes to, like, sleep on a board, basically. Hers has to be really firm. And I can't, my back can't deal with that. So. Sounds like the sleep number bed would have been perfect. Well, it it is until it isn't. I don't know. Okay. All right. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I'm done with the sleep number bed. I gotta tell you. How long did you have it for? Oh no, we're we're about ten years with the sleep number. Oh, that's a good long time. So. That's a good. That's a good long time. It's lasted, but like I said, it's it's an air bed basically and i'm done even though i have a whole bunch of like you said cushions and everything in the mattress and all of this stuff trying to get it but i even bought a a mat a mattress i don't know how you call it it's it's like a extra mattress pad for the bed yeah and all that did was give me spasms so I got rid of the mattress pad. So it's like, okay, I have a very sensitive back. Okay, well, not good. All right, well, we gotta take a break because we've got um, we've got the uh the folks from Unbroken uh, April Broken Umbrella Theater. Yeah, Broken Umbrella Theater. They're coming on. They've got a uh, improv. Uh, event coming up they're really good too they're funny i love them i saw them one time it cracked me up just made me laugh 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 and they have a little spot over in the, in the stack over off of uh right off of fitch right over there in that whole little area um they got their own little stage kind of thing it's really cool you sit outside and you watch them perform and they usually have some you know beer and wine kind of things and you know, it's it's a cool space, so um, I enjoy it very much. But anyway, they got a show coming up, and, uh, and so they're coming on to talk about what they do. All right, so we'll be right back. You're listening to Love Babs Love Talk on WNHH LP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio, and let's do this. All right. I've been feeling really sick and found out <laughs> positive for COVID. Are you vaccinated? No, I feel like everyone is bound to get it at some point anyways. I had COVID, but since I'm vaccinated, I didn't experience any symptoms. When you're feeling better, I would consider getting the vaccine to protect yourself and others. The COVID-19 vaccine is safe and effective, and it improves people's lives. Thanks to this vaccine, there is less spread and fewer symptoms reported by those who get infected. Now everyone over the age of six months can get it. And no appointment is necessary. Find out more at nhvvax.com. nhvvax.com. Make summer safer. Protect your family from COVID-19. Anyone over nine months old can get vaxxed. No appointment necessary. 
Visit nhvvax.com. That's nhvvax.com for everything you need to know. I'm New Haven Health Director Marissa Bond. If you or your family have COVID-19 symptoms or think you were exposed to someone with COVID, quarantine, stay home, and get tested on day five if possible. If you have COVID, isolate, wear a mask, vaccinate, get boosted, and tested as needed. Those are the best ways to stop the spread of COVID. At this time, we are vaccinating everyone ages five and up. Stay safe, New Haven. For all of us. I've been waiting, wanting more for the whole night. And it ain't right. I've been saying what's on my mind. Trying to explain what can't be defined. And for so long, it's been so strong. Suddenly it's clear, now that I can hear. These love notes, the ones that I wrote. Oh, these melodies, here are some memories. And these love notes, I found in an old coat, mean something new. All because of you Want to lean on, can you hear me? Come near me. I've been dreaming my angel will come, but I never expected that you'd be the one. Now I found you. I wanna stay around you. Suddenly it's clear now that I can hear. that I wrote Oh, these melodies Here are some memories These love notes I found in an old coat Being something new All because of you I found in an old coat 
They mean something new All because of you Oh, well. 
Beautiful people, welcome back to the second hour of Love Babs, Love Talk on Babs Rose Ivy. Hey, Ruben Ortiz. What's going on, Babs? How are you? So I have Ruben Ortiz representing the Broken Umbrella Theater. They got a gig coming up tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? Eight o'clock at the stack. You know it. You know it. Saturday Night Westville. So 
their improvisational group, a gang, if you will. Uh, and they are funny as all get up. I went to one of their events, I guess early spring, because it was kind of cold still, mm-hmm. a little chill in the air. Uh, and it was just the greatest thing I've seen in a long time. I laugh, 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 laugh. So tell me about the history of Broken Umbrella Theater. Um, we've been going strong here in New Haven for 13 years. This really? Our, this will be our 13th season. That is uh, correct. Um, uh, it started with a small group of us. A bunch of us went to Muhlenberg College. Uh, Ian Alderman, who you know, Rachel Alderman, uh, Ryan Gardner, Chrissy Gardner. There's a bunch of us. Anyway, we all migrated here to New Haven. Uh, we have uh, Ian Alderman's an original First, our first artistic director, and there's an original New Havenite, and we all just came here to this magnetic, magnetic city, and uh, we just started making theater. It started small at Edgewood Park, and it just kept growing. Uh, so this is uh, 13 years now. Uh, we've done shows in Edgewood Park for Art Walk, uh, Under a Bridge. We did a lot of site-specific works. So we did Under a Bridge. We did a lyric call. We did a murder. I, I remember being under the bridge. I remember. Yeah, that was, that was about pirates. You know, <laughs> we did a lot of crazy stuff, and we did. We've just done. Let's see, we did a Rector Square. Uh, in all of our shows, uh, we we kind of latched onto the idea of having um, using uh, New Haven kind of as our as our palette. So we are inspired uh, by the history of New Haven, uh-huh. uh, and that's uh, and after a while, you know. It's, our families have been growing. We've been doing shows consistently, uh, including Exchange was about the telephone. Uh, and the Exchange was actually was invented here in New Haven and in Milford, the first telephone exchange. We uh, Then we started delving into improv comedy. Uh, and again, since we're based on history, we are called the Regicides. And everyone knows the history of the Regicides. Uh, they're the three kings, Whaley, <laughs> John, uh, so Henry, King Charles I, uh, was sentenced to death by uh, a large number of judges in England. And during the restoration where they restored King Charles II, King Charles I's son, uh, he said, all right, cool, I'll be king, but I need to be able to get all these judges that, uh, you know, tried and killed my father. So Whaley, Golf and Dixwell are three of those judges, and they fled and hid over there in the at Judges Rock, uh, all around New Haven and in the uh, New Haven County area. So uh, we use the red besides AK King Killers is kind of like a little riff on using as a name for a fun comedy troupe. Uh, we have a lot of great members in our comedy troupe, including the one and only Frankie Douglas, who's uh, just joined us here today as well. So good morning, Frankie Douglas. Unmute yourself so you can jump in the conversation. Good morning. I'm sorry. I'm on my phone. I don't know why my computer just can't connect to internet, but Listen, <laughs> I'm doing that daily. Don't you worry about it. I see you. I hear you. All right. So Y'all are a motley crew of king killers. Um, <laughs> we are motley, that's for sure. So how do y'all how do y'all plan to do the things that you do? Like, what is the planning process like? You want to hit it up, Franks? Sure. Um, so every week we rehearse, which sounds kind of weird because people don't think that you rehearse for improv. But every week we meet up on Tuesdays. Um, and we just play together. We just play games together. <laughs> and a lot of the games that we play in rehearsal, um, we do in the show, but a lot of them are more to help us build skill, help us practice creating characters, help us um, with storytelling. 
Um, and so, yeah, we get together for a few hours every week and just play games. And what else, Ruben? Um, it also helps us just kind of meld together, you know, it, yeah. it builds build. a camaraderie and, a, and our, we kind of have, we just build a relationship. <laughs> We've been doing this for how many years? Frank, you've joined, what, three years ago now? 2019. 2019 and uh and it really and we had done a bunch of shows prior to to uh to frank joining us we did a bunch of a lot of studios with that mm -hmm. whole crew and um frankie jumped aboard and then we started and covid hit right franks i'm trying to remember this and i think it was kind of something it was a very it was comedy was healing regicides was a kind of a healing thing for us as a as a group and as a company um like we stayed together, like we were doing improv just like this, like on on Zoom, on Zoom and, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were we were making up crazy characters, playing games. Uh, it actually worked uh, in terms of training for us in improv because you actually have to listen because you know both you can't two people can't speak at the same time on Zoom, and when you're doing improv, listening is very important and knowing when to come in and speak. So it kind of I think it helped some of our skills, right, Frank? Would you agree with that? Yeah. Definitely, definitely. And I think the it also confined us to a very small window and having to make big choices within this like little box. Um, and you couldn't be physical with each other. Um, and I think that was like a plus and like a little bit of a struggle when we got back, like figuring out again, like how are we using our bodies to convey comedy? Um, but I think it really helped with like, some of the more nuanced pieces of like facial expressions and like, you know, changing the voice and stuff like that. Um, and, we, and we all finally got back into a room together once like, you know, quarantining was done and all that, but obviously we didn't, we couldn't have an audience yet. So we did zoom shows for a little bit and those, those and um, we have uh, Ryan Gardner, who is um, one of our main men, main technical designers, uh, he's done some amazing work in the space that we have there at the stack. And for temporary time, we had this, like a straight up sound stage. We had a large, uh, green screen in the back. We had lights of all kinds, different camera also, angles. Remember for a that? While, it was like, a um, like hybrid. Like some of us were in person. Some of us were still not comfortable being in person. So we all had green screens in our own houses. <laughs> <laughs> And then there are a couple of people, like maybe three people at the stack at the studio. And then like a couple of us still on Zoom with our little home green screen. So it's been a weird journey. It has been. And then, I mean, and also now that you see, I mean, you've been to that live show, Babs, and you feel that energy that's in there. I um, love the space. It's such a cool idea of a space for however long that you could be there. It's such a cool idea. For, it's unexpected. Mm hmm yeah, it's you. I mean, you give a. I mean, because of the time we're in, the fact that it's outdoors um, helps people's kind of just confidence and comfortability. Um, B, uh, us being indoors, you have that garage door, it gives us kind of like a little street crab, you know, like we got a little something going on. But also, we're not, we're also not your uh, little, you know, like I don't like to call us a community theater, you know, because we have professionals that work like, like we have, I mean, you, you've seen our lighting, you've seen our, the stuff we do. We are like, I'm still a working actor. I have a master's degree in acting. I, I teach at ECA, you know, like we, we I'm still in this. 
And uh, we, we all have such a great quality and we hold ourselves to a standard. I mean, and we all come from different walks of life. Like Frankie's coming in here doing the crazy stuff that she does with her different background. We got uh, what Gaffney, who's, you know, insane in his own way, but again, brilliant technical mind. Lou Mangini, who, you know, uh, only, mm-hmm. you know, from left field. We even have a doctor on our crew, like a legit doctor. <laughs> Didn't she give you like a, a, a confession yeah, exam, last, Frankie? Last, uh, on Tuesday, was it not this past Tuesday, but two Tuesdays ago, I... The weekend prior, I was swimming at Rocky <laughs> Neck and I hit my head trying to do a flip. At- oh, it's OK. It's- she so she hit her head trying to do a flip in the water. Oh, my she hit her head in the sand. So she comes she comes to rehearse. She's like, guys, all right, I'm going to do the show. I think I may have a concussion. But Let's I go. think I'm OK. You got it, Frank? <laughs> And then, and then yeah, take it away. Think- what did Carolyn do? It was like the NFL. What? Like she went to like the blue tent and she gave you like a, <laughs> like a finger, you know, like, can can you go out there and play, you know? So and do you- y'all charge for these, <laughs> for these performances? I, 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 I don't know so, if I left money um, on the table or not. It's okay. So one of the things uh, we as a broken umbrella theater uh, have strived to do for the community is make sure that, uh, people can come see our shows mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times when we, when we've done, when we did that show under the bridge all those years ago, it was free. Uh, when we do shows for the, the, the library in Manhattan, in uh, new downtown, new Haven, uh, anywhere, we've always asked for donations and a large portion is a pay what you can aspect. Um, so we do not charge or we do ask for donations. Um, sometimes, I mean, we have, you can see, we offer, we offer beverages for our guests we want people to come in and have a good time and not feel that they like, you know, trying to go see a Broadway show now is hundred bucks, a couple hundred bucks. Like you're in your neighborhood, you're in a community. Maybe you've never seen something like that before. I don't want a couple dollars to stop, stop you from coming out to enjoy a night with, mm-hmm. the, with your loved one or with a friend or with a couple friends. But at the same, at the same aspect, you know, if you could, if you could pay, you know, pay $5 for a beer, why don't you drop $10 on us and make sure you, you will have a good time guaranteed. And the money that we use goes a long way. Um, uh, at some points, we try to, you know, obviously pay our performers because this is a lot of work. You know, like I, Frank, like I said, we all have jobs, and we spend what a couple hours every week. Figure if we do, we rehearse five times a month. That's what 10, 12 hours person plus a you know two hour show. If we get paid a little bit for that show. That's nice. And obviously, and also Broken Umbrella Theater, since we are, a, we are a company and we are a family, we've grown, we actually pay for babysitting. Good. So, and that's one of our largest line items for, so those of us who have children and want to come out and do some work, but can't, because, you know, you have a kid at home, like we, we cover your babysitting. That's good. Uh, so, so, so Broken Umbrella is the umbrella and the, and the regicides is underneath the umbrella. Exactly. Okay. Because Broken Umbrella will do productive do productions like mm-hmm. theatrical productions, a play or something. That is correct. And then and the regicide is the improv piece where y'all get to do comedy and yeah. make us all laugh. Yeah. It was also for us a way to keep a us engaged creatively uh, uh, as artists and as friends. And adult, it was also an easy way to kind of get out to the community as well uh, because it only took, we only, you know, we rehearsed on Tuesdays 
and it's a small group of who can make it. You know, sometimes there's five of us, sometimes there's eight of us. Uh, but us being able to to kind of release our create, play with our creative juices, and then show off and have a great time with the community to still keep us engaged because for COVID for two years, you know, you didn't see anything. So we didn't want, we didn't make sure y'all didn't think, oh, Broken Umbrella went away. <laughs> you know, like, no, 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 no. We're still here. And, the, you know, Regicides, we, we we come to represent and make sure we kind of put our stamp, uh, you know, that we are still here in New Haven and uh, we are representing A for for for, for our town and for, um, whatchamacallit, our town and for our uh, theater. And, uh, and for the new theater, we have a new show coming up on, for the Regicides, we have our next show, like you said, on the 20th. And it's mm-hmm. a Saturday night show. We used to do Tuesday night shows. And tomorrow. Think, so, so, tomorrow. Oh, my God. So tomorrow. tomorrow night, 8, eight o'clock. <laughs> tomorrow, 8 o'clock. Tomorrow. House opens at 7.30 there. At, at the, the stack. And uh, we want to see good good crew come out. And obviously, we always appreciate your donations. But we get some. We want some laughs. And we do this rain or shine. Right, Frank? Mm-hmm. We even have there, umbrellas. One time, it was raining and... I don't know why you guys have the umbrellas. I think it was from a show. I'm newer to the company. Well, most but of them are broken, but you know, there are a bunch of broken stuff. umbrellas, but like a couple of them work. And we had like, didn't we have, do we have poncho? Something. But there yeah. were a bunch of people in the audience. It was like, you know, sprinkling a little. And we handed out the umbrellas. And it was just nice to see people like come out in that and still be willing to like support and enjoy the show. Yeah, there's nothing better than like I think it's kind of fun, Frank. So when we open the garage doors, like we have no idea what we're gonna see when we open the door. Like that's our improv for us. Like, how many people are gonna show up? <laughs> so do y'all feel supported by the New Haven community? Because that y'all have like a little bit of a cult following. Like you have people who really sort of follow and dig what you do and and are true blue fans. We we do. I mean, for every we all bring a bunch of people. Like Frank's. I mean, your parents come down. Your mom's sat in the front row, yelling out, yeah. yelling out. Do, I, everyone exactly has their little circle that they pull in, and um, you know, we. I think we all do jobs that bring us to new people. So I feel like I try to like slip that in there when we have a show coming up. I'm like, oh, did you know? I do improv. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> sometime. <laughs> and we have a lot of True Blue fans, and we're also looking for a, you know we want new mem- new audience people to come out. You know that's why we do our shows. Um, that's why we you know we it's a donation only performance. Um, we just want want people to come out and have a great time, and we want to see new faces in the house. We saw new faces the last time, and that was on a Tuesday. So I'm hope we're hoping maybe Saturday we get a bigger crew. Uh, and this is going to start leading into like our next season. We're going to have a fall season coming up as well. Oh, uh, really? Like, yeah. Are you going to well, do it we, outside? Uh, outside. We do second Tuesdays, you know? So okay. just bring a little hoodie or sweater, cuddle up, <laughs> maybe a little something warm. I don't and know what's in that cup. the best part is that the mosquitoes are gone. <laughs> the mosquitoes are gone. <laughs> I am ready for the less buggy season. I'm a fall baby, so I love the fall. And I'm oh. really excited to not be sweating my ass off and not be surrounded by mosquitoes i, I feel you i feel that i feel yeah, that so we'll be doing second tuesdays we'll do a, a, sh- a second tuesday in september which is the 13th and also the 11th of october and then we're going to try to rock two more saturday shows one on the 24th of september and mm-hmm. one for open source weekend what, what? oh that'll be good right yeah mm-hmm. that'll be good and that'll that's going to be, be really an adult good. 
going to be an adult one, and we're going to call it, you know, it's it's the Halloween theme, so we're going to go with Open Sores. Oh, boy. So we're going to, yeah, I know. Okay. It's a working title, Frankie. I'm improv here. Let me go. Okay. But okay. also, real quick, just to get, just back for our show on the 20th, uh, another thing that we want to do uh, is we will have an improv jam after our show. What does that mean? So afterwards, we do our we do our comedy, we do our thing, and then afterwards, we'll invite some some audience members to come up and play and kind of rehearse with us. So get ready, Babs. You got you got. No, I'm not doing this. <laughs> you know? I thought I wanted to do it, but when you said it, I was like, oh no, I don't think I want to do that. No, but the, that's the thing. Like you know, like there really is no no wrong. Obviously, we keep we try to you know. Obviously, we don't make think things personal. We want us to create a safe space again for the community to come and watch and enjoy, and also if they want to take part and see, like maybe this is something they want to do. You know, can you teach improv? Like, do y'all run workshops where people can learn? Because I would imagine this is a wonderful skill to strengthen your communication skills and some other things. It'll get break you out of your nervousness and you know all those kinds of things. Do y'all run classes or workshops? Frankie, you want to tell them about uh, the IR Ivy League uh, experience? <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, it's not something that's like scheduled that we run like all the time, which we should talk about that because I think that would be pretty, pretty cool. But we were invited up um, to Harvard to do an improv training for the librarians. What? Um, yeah, and I think I think they've done that's uh, that's in and of itself is funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like you know, like librarians can be a little reserved. I'm not trying to like stereotype li- librarians, but um, you know, it's a quiet job. So, uh, but they found that they were looking to increase their skills handling whatever was thrown at them. Like they do presentations and. And they, um, you know, have to interact with people all the time. And um, so I think improv was just a great way to teach them to think on their feet and um, be engaging and loosen up. And yeah. Oh, I love it. We do. And we're also uh, during the open source, we're going to do a family uh, improv training during the day. So while people are out in the neighborhood checking out all the artwork, we're going to have our studio open and uh, have an improv workshop. So, yes, we do. We can. We will. If uh, <laughs> any businesses want to hire us, let us know. We're not for profit. Come on. Help us keep our doors open. Keep that umbrella open, you know. And speaking of how do you keep the doors open, how do you raise money? Do you write grants? Do you get grants? Do you uh, like how do yeah. you, you you got a benefactor? Like what's happening? Uh, we it's a majority of grants uh uh we've had a lot of help you know the we have the national endowment for the arts we got a nice big grant this past year with uh, through new haven uh the the arts uh so yeah over a little bit over that and also get a lot of personal uh we have no big donors but we do ask uh, you know we do the great give and again we ask for donations at every performance you know and some people can't pay anything some people throw 20 dollars in the bucket you know and like every little bit you know goes a long way we're crowdsourced and we do what we can. So it's mostly mostly by grants and mm-hmm. funding from wonderful uh, do- donors and uh, contributors. So. so what is what is the future of, of 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 what you like to be doing with this? Like, what where do you see this? Do you see it growing, getting bigger? Do you see it um, um, having more performances? Like, what's the what's the well, biggest dream for it? 
Well, right now, I mean, we're, we we started working with uh, community engagement. Uh, that path, I think when you saw us last, we did that. Uh, we had a couple. We worked with uh, Creative Me, which is a, a early um, early education like Jake daycare in our same building, and also with the Alder Honda Smith from West Hills and her community, the Shack. And we mm -hmm. got together and we did a whole bunch of murals. So if you're at, if you're in Westville or in uh, West Hills, you'll see on that bridge. We have a bunch of murals based out on on the bridge, and we have uh, Isaac Bloodworth got together and worked with Creative Me along with Dime, and they did a beautiful uh, portrait of uh, his character named um, uh, Joy the Black Boy, and they did a great big mural there on our uh, on our building. So one thing it's is beautiful. It's beautiful. So we're working. I, I love it. And we're working with community engagement is one of the things, and the other thing we're working on is because we are based, uh, you know, we're inspired by the history of New Haven uh my whole our whole new thing and me as creative artistic director is trying to think of some new stuff was using the fact that new haven you know is full of history like literally you any cor anything any corner you walk on down or by like something's happened somewhere here in this town you know <laughs> and and we we kind of want to play with that and as a regicides and as a community as a uh, and as a broken umbrella theater what we're going to start doing is um playing with these histories and using improv to kind of create fun bits of like uh, shows. So the next idea for our show will be the, um, let me see, I'm gonna make sure I get this right. It's be the the histories of New Haven unabridged part one. So kind of <laughs> fun, silly romp. And so it doesn't have to go, and you, this is part one, you know? So we're not trying to go through, you know, order. Like it was founded in this day. And then on the next day was this, like, no, there's a bunch of histories bunch of stories and what i could do i could send you a link babs later so people can throw up stories that they're interested in hearing or knowing or wanting to be seen told i love it uh, and that's kind of like our our new project and that we're, our goal for that is uh art walk uh 2023 so we okay. do have some time to start working on that yep okay and so so you're pretty safe in your space right now we're right now we're safe in our space uh for probably for the next couple of years, uh, buildings are coming down and new apartments are going up. And that's kind of how uh, that's how it works here in New Haven at the moment. <laughs> uh, so if anyone wants to house us for a little bit or wants us to do something somewhere, fortunately, we do a lot of site specific work and we have a lot of training in that. Uh, so we'll see where that goes. But right now, our improv is happening right there at 446A Blake Street uh, in Westville at our at the stack in the garage. And you can't miss all the lights. And the murals, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think it's important people to know it's a garage. So so don't be looking for like a traditional theater, right? Mm -hmm. Like, don't be looking for that. Look, be prepared to look for something a little unusual. And then you'll you'll find it and the lights will guide you. So um, so so uh so you've got a few women in the in the in the troupe, right? You got a couple of women. Do do you think that you'll grow the troupe? Like, is that the idea to grow the the uh, the the theater group and the improv group? Is that is that a sign of success, or do you like no? We, you know, we got a good core. We work well together. The idea is not to make it twenty people. <laughs> you, go on, Frankie. Hit it. You have to unmute yourself. Sorry. That's what right. I've is that we, you know, we're open to it. That's part of what these jam sessions are to, you know. See. You're still muted. 
I don't know what I don't know what keeps happening. Okay, that's all right. Technology um, <laughs> is its own beast. Let me tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I was I was just saying that um, it's something that we're open to, and that's kind of part of what the jam session is like, seeing what interest is in the community, um, and. I think not just for the regicides, but um, I'm sure Broken Umbrella um, at large is interested in, you know, local artists who are interested in getting into this. Um, and I think if if we got to a point where we had a ton of new talented people who were like, we really want to be in the regicides, um, I think the way we did shows would start to shift a little, like maybe not the 15 of us doing one show, but maybe we break it up and you know seven of us do it on Saturdays and eight of us do it on Tuesdays or um I think it might shift like how that starts to look but um even if it's not us growing even just bringing people who are who like the craft together you know through jams or whatever you know if they come and they are vibing with each other and they're like hey let's start one you know like that's we don't hate that. Like, you know, like we just want <laughs> people to be, you know, yeah. um, enjoying this and supporting this and more yeah. people in this community. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we want new faces in the audience and we also want new faces in our ensemble. Like that's what we're looking for. Um, when we started, you know, we were a ragtag group of people that, you know, that knew people from other people that had just all worked together at either Yale or went to school together. And, you know, people have kids, people are, have jobs, people have moved away. And uh, one of the things that uh, we're, we're trying to do is to, to bring new faces in. And also by doing this, uh, this new idea for a concert for our show, New Haven Stories, it's not your traditional, let's sit here and create a two-hour play, because that's what we used to do. We used to get in a room and work for three hours, you know, three times a week to write a show that took six months. So that's why we needed the babysitting. That's why we needed the food and the time. Here, it's like, hey, you want to play with us? Can you get together and work on a 10-minute sketch? Uh, and do little bits by little bits to see how we can kind of expand this audience, bring people in, bring in youth, uh, you know, di diversify our ensemble as well. I mean, luckily, you know, again, I'm teaching ECA, so I get to meet some great young talent there. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, and there's lots of people. I've, I have a number of people that come up during our regicide shows, say, "Hey, what are you doing? What are you doing next? Can I can I do this? Uh, I'd love to be a part. Or how how can I can I take part?" So. You know, just making sure, again, we get the show dates out and letting people know that we are doing jam sessions to kind of, you know, see a, I mean, it's always an ensemble. You got a vibe, you know, you can't just walk up into this and be like, hey, I want to act like, no, no, we need, we need to be cool first. You know, we're going to have a good time, you know, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's part of the, you know, we're an ensemble, we're a crew, we're a family, we're a bunch of, like you said, we're a motley crew, but we stay tight, we stay strong. And like people, people are joining our ranks little by little. And uh, we're looking, we, I mean, we are definitely are a, we will uh, definitely looking to embrace uh, more new local talent and some fresh new faces. So yeah, because y'all y'all are the only improv company in town. I think I don't know anybody that's doing what y'all are doing. I think there's someone or there's a group possibly in around the area, and they do musical improv. But I I only heard it in passing. <laughs> so if I can find them and check them out, I. I thought that was really interesting and funny to hear. So, right, well, but so they're not you're killing it right now, you know. So we'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I I I love what y'all do. You have created, you have 
you create a space for yourselves that nobody else has the same kind of space for. Um, you're in a cool space and y'all are a really cool group of people. Some of the nicest people I've ever met, just engaging and funny, 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 funny. So I love it. So yeah, I think I will be uh, in the audience because I just can't get enough of that kind of stuff. Yes, so we're going to get a bad drag signing. some people with me, bring some folks with me so we can all just get a good laugh. Because God knows we all need a good laugh right now. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> so, all right. So it's tomorrow night. Doors open at 7.30. Mm-hmm. Blake, it's on Blake. Blake Street. 446A Blake Street in yes. Westville. Yes. Uh, Donations are highly accepted. Uh, we do offer uh, refreshments. There's uh, parking. There is parking. If not, you know, grab, you know, hang on the village. Grab some, grab some food, a local spot. Grab some coffee, pistachio. You know, go check out some art lotta, and then come out, check us out, and laugh your butts off. You know, and bring I a sweater it. or not. I have no idea what the weather's like. Rain or shine, we're doing it. We got We're doing it. We're okay. doing it. Okay. Well, thank y'all for uh, being my guest this morning and say hi to Lou. Uh, Say hi to Lou. Uh, (laughs) Because I know he's like doing, you know, he's got a job to do too. But all y'all got jobs. So I appreciate (laughs) you coming on this morning and uh, and talking about uh, the the show for tomorrow. So again, folks, you want to come see the regicides and uh, tomorrow night at eight o'clock. It's good show. It's a funny, funny, funny good show i'll be there you be there let's all be there uh thank y'all for being here this morning Thanks, ruben Babs. oh thank, thank you y'all. so much and i will see y'all tomorrow night looking forward to it all right. have a good weekend anyway all right <laughs> thank all you right. you're welcome thank you harry i'll see you later love, Babs, love talk here we go <laughs> all right I, I don't don't work that into your little show i know y'all <laughs> you, you never know you never know Thank you so much. How's that? Are we still on? Yeah, we're, you can jump off whenever you're ready. All right. Well, I just want to thank so much. I'd love right, to talk dear. to you more sometime, you know? We got to catch yes. up together, hang out. All right? I'll meet you at Pistachios. We can chat it up. All right. I'm down. Take it here. Love you. Mwah, this is so much fun.
Good morning. 